0: Yes, people, it is Wednesday So, we got another goddamn chin check for you Today, we look back on a Tuesday night's Contender Series And we look ahead to UFC on ESPN Plus 41 Felda vida Sonyas, people So, buckle up, because we got shit to talk about Let's go Okay, so the Contender Series is back on Tuesdays And um, we're in week 9 You know what I mean? So we're closing in on the end But, whoo, five fights man Five fights Some interesting shit went down for sure Brendan Fitzgerald and Michael Bisbin On the table and, uh, yo, Fitzgerald, you know what I mean? He could win Anakin Florian's pronunciation of the week With the um, Irish poll Because I do not know how to pronounce that name God damn it <laughs> So, you know what I mean? I think watching these fights, right? So, our first fight Right, which was a bantamweight clash between Taylor Moore and Dabby Danny Stabatello. Ah, it is one of those things, I think, where because we we have the 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 chat right before the fight. So we find out about the fighters and all of that. And in that chat, some people, they cash checks Some people cash checks Now, both of them said stuff You know what I mean? Like, Moore was all on about his jiu-jitsu being incredible and all of this But Sabatello was just like, yeah, he, he'll just knock someone out He'll fuck them up, he'll stop a fight All of this stuff Neither, neither delivered on their shit Right, so basically every single round Sabatella took more down Took him down and there was ground and pound And I think I think it was kind of done for Moore in the first round There's like Moore was hunting for the submission But he couldn't get it And I think, so, come the later rounds, he was now tired. So, the likelihood of getting a submission had gone down. And then the ability to stand had gone down through the amount of damage he was taking. But the problem was, I think, with Sabatello, like, the first round you can go, okay, fine. You know what I mean? The first round, you can say, fine. But in the second round, after dominating so much on the ground, right, and then you get the early takedown, and you've got him there, and you're doing the same. I've, and, and knowing the nature of the contender series, right, I'd have thought that you'd be like, all right, I'm going to hunt for a sub. You, know I mean? like, you could say, alright, I'm going to let him up And I'm going to bang Because, I mean, Sabatello did say he's got hands and whatnot But if, if you're thinking, alright, I don't want to give him that opportunity Of ca- catching a lucky punch, right? I'm not going to give him that But hunt for a sub You know what I mean? Like, arm bar You know what I mean? Like Listen, we saw Khabib get a, you know what I mean, an on-top triangle. Like, there's subs, so many subs. Head and arm, you know what I mean, Americana, Camor. Like, there are subs. Sabatello didn't go for one. Didn't go for one. So, it's like, mm, it was dominating to an extent. But he didn't really do anything See that was the thing He just He was content to sit in the guard And You know what I mean Punch Punch out And I think if you've got a guy That is a no knockout artist You could go Okay yeah no I get that I get why you would do that But Yeah, that wasn't the case So, like, after this fight I kind of was thinking, I don't know if he's getting a contract I don't know if he's getting a contract Like, thinking about what we've seen He ain't getting one But you never know, right? So then what we went into our next fight It was a ladies strawweight fight uh and we had Luna Pinera, right? Who was seven and one against Stephanie Froto, Frosto, who was eight and six, and like just the name, right? You're really, like I've seen her sister fight, so you know, that was huge. You're thinking, oh, okay. She should be caught, she should have something And then hearing the story, you know what I mean Like, used to be overweight and was, you know, joined the cross-country team Was last, and then ended up leading the team and winning And like, it's just, it is incredible It is, you know, that people can look at that and be like That's inspirational, man, for real and I have to say, she started the fight well. She really did. You know, what I, mean? I think she was, uh, you know, putting the kicks together. She was landing very well. You know, going inside, outside, moving, you know, avoiding the shots. She was doing well. Um. Now, Pinera, she landed a few kicks, but. I think Frosto's movement, that was keeping her in good stead. So you're just like, okay, all right. You know what I mean? Frosto's doing okay. Um, but, <laughs> oh shit, it all changed in a blink of an eye. Like, about halfway through that round, Pinera just unloaded. She um, landed a left that kind of, you know I mean, stopped Frosto in her tracks And then came straight away with a right hook that put her down Put her down And in that, you could think, alright, it's probably done Now, Pinera landed, I think i got a couple more shots Uh, From the top, oh, fuck, yeah It was over It, the power in Panera's shots was frightening Like, you don't see that in the strawweight division You know what I mean, you really don't It was just like, yo, so, the, I mean, when you think about people with that sort of power In the strawweight division um, You think Andraj, Like, Andraj has stopped people cold with a shot um, And Wei Lee. You know what I mean? Like, those two I think there's someone else with a lot of power And the name's escaping me But there are not many Who can turn your lights out with, like, one shot and um, looks like Panera might be one of those. You know what I mean? One of those lionesses, man. So um, yeah. You kind of feel after that performance, she's getting a contract, right? You know what I mean? You don't really have to wait to the end to find out, but um, so we then jump to the lightweight division, and we had. Man, this is crazy, right? So Joseph Lowry, who fought before, right? He he'd been on the contender um in I think it was like 2017, but then had a car accident. Right? Had a car accident, broke his uh broke his leg, I think. I think it was his leg. Um yeah, so he was out. Right? No, it was 2018, right? Yeah. So broke his leg and he because he lost to Vontae Smith. And you're thinking, right, he might be, he thought he might be done, but he was able to come back. So yeah, then he gets another shot. So you're thinking, yo, that's pretty, that's something in itself. And he's going up against Nicholas Mota. Who is saying he He thinks he's the Mike Tyson of MMA. And, oh my days. You have to say, yeah, he, he kind of was like the Mike Tyson of MMA. Now, the thing was, right, watching the fight, you kind of felt that Lowry, right, he possibly had... The more talk Like, Lowry was doing well In every single round Lowry, he was You know, I think Had a variety of shots You know, a variety of shots He was mixing in the kicks He was mixing it up well But Motor His power was devastating, like, every time he hit Lowry, you were just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, that is not good, it was just, it would rock him every single time, and, um, that was the big thing there, right? Right? He didn't do, you know, it it was mainly, you know what I mean? Overhand, one-twos, overhands, hooks. It was very simple. It was very simple. He didn't mix in, like, I mean, through the odd kick, but there wasn't many. Right? And you kind of felt that if he mixed some stuff in there, he probably could have got the finish. You know, if he, like, faked a takedown, he, you know what I mean, the hands come down, he could have got, like, uh, maybe head kick or uppercut or, you know what I mean, just something. But not to say what he was doing wasn't effective, right? It's just if he varied it a little, he could have got the finish. You know, and the safari, on the other side, right? There was time there was a time, I think it was in the second round, and Lowry had just been cool. He's on the fence, he's getting lit up. And you're thinking, Okay, go for the takedown. Go for the takedown. But he didn't he didn't go for any takedowns until I think like the last few seconds. Of the third round, which was surprising But yeah, Mota clearly won that fight Clearly won that fight And you kind of felt a contract is a possibility with that You know, because he looked so devastating. Right, so uh then our next fight was um, it was a catchway 160 because okay, Nate uh, Nathan Levy he um, yeah, he came in on a day's notice, I think it was. Uh, it was um, Landon Quinones, he had to withdraw, I think it was COVID related, but yeah, he had to withdraw, so it meant Nathan Levy. He stepped in to fate fight, fight Shaheen Satana. And um you know, this whoo, I mean both were mad confident with the uh with the conversations and everything like that. You know, and yo, have to say, come the fight. They both came out throwing. Like they both came out throwing, but Levy He was able to get a a headlock in when Satana had gone for a single leg, right? So he, he hooked up the leg. At first, you're like, oh, is he going for a guillotine? But nah, he decided, nah, I'm not doing that. And just unleashed a number of knees, number of knees straight to the dome. Oh, man. And they did not look like little tippy-taps. You know what I mean? Whew. He um, then got a takedown and controlled the round. Controlled the round, like, ground and pound, and he's looking. He was looking for shit, right? That was the thing. He was looking for advantages, and submissions So then the second round Man, they both came out They were throwing kicks, right? But Levy landed an overhand right Then he hit Satana with a head kick Oh shit, and Satana looked rocked So Levy, he um had top control for a bit Landing shots, looking for that advantage But, got to give it up for Satana, who in a scramble was able to get the back, right? He was trying to get a a rear naked, Um, started to slip off, Levy tried to do the old, you know what I mean, slam down, didn't quite work, but he was still able to finally get him off the back, get back on top, and um, yeah. Control the rest of the round In the third round You're kind of thinking That Satana needed something Right He needed something Because he was probably down He was most definitely down too So yeah Came out But Levy Got the fight to the ground Real quick He he just used that Superb top pressure That he'd been showing And was Able to get that head arm choke, Fury, and he was in guard. But as soon as he got his leg free into side control, he was done. And yeah, Satana went out. Oh my god! right like, that was the performance, right? So I think we had Panera, and then Levy. You're just like, okay, those two. That's a contract Right There, there is there's, there's nothing else You're thinking Those two are definitely Shooting for a contract So Then the main event Was at middleweight And um So we had Mario Sosa Against Marus, Kayser Kowicz Which um I butchered So the Irish Hammer The Polish hammer Even Um Man, this was it was an interesting one, right? Because I think what we saw Souza had power. Souza had a lot of power, and um, he caught the um, you know, the hammer, right? He he caught him, but Manoush, he was able to then lock up and get the takedown. So he got the takedown. And he was, like, looking to improve the position. You know, he was looking to improve his position and um, get a sub. So he was doing that, controlled the first round. At the end of that round, Sosa hit an illegal, a straight-up illegal shot. Straight-up illegal shot. And you kind of... When you looked at it, Manouse, he looked a little fucked up. You know what I mean? He looked a little fucked up from that elbow, right? Which then in the second round, he gets caught again. He gets caught hard. So, I mean, coupled that elbow and then that, the illegal shot and then the shots he took at the beginning of the second, he was rocked. But you ain't know, he. He's wrestling was so good. He was still able to get the fight down, and like you could see, he was looking for shit, and he got up some ground and pound. But there's a difference in the power, right? Souza had clear kind of one punch knockout power where Manu's didn't. So, the ground pound is a little different. But he still controlled the fight. So, in the third... Yeah, he... he Again, you know, Soza hits some shots. Manus gets him down. Soza gets an up kick. You know, and, and Soza's throwing from the bottom and everything like that. Now, Soza was able to get a reverse... At the end of the round Landed some ground and pound But then Manoos Reversed back And it ended with him on top When the results got red Right And Sosa got the win That's a little baffling And especially with one judge Saying 30-27 They're like, wait, what? (laughs) How the fuck was that? 30-27. Right? I kind of feel the fight would be 29-28. I mean, possibly. Possibly 29. Yeah, I'd probably give two rounds straight up for Manus. Definitely. And you could possibly say the third maybe for Souza. But... Manu still got all the takedowns and had the con- top control, right? So, it was still that. So, it was weird that Sosa got the win. Like, yes, he had the harder shots, but that still doesn't win you the fight. You know what I mean? So, it was a weird one. So, then, when, um, you know, Dana gave out you know he's talking to Laura Sanko and going through all the fights and the contracts so he said that Sabatello was a bit one dimensional and he wasn't getting a contract yeah didn't didn't fault that at all and you could see that so Sabatello was looking pissed but he didn't try and uh, it's not because it's not just about finishing a fight, right, because we've seen plenty of people get contracts that didn't finish fights, but it's about looking to improve your situation, you're looking to press the advantage, not just coasting, and Sabatello coasted, right, now, Pinero, yeah, as I said, look, she was she just looked straight up, gangster. So yeah, that performance definitely a contract worthy one. Um, I I could and look with Mata again. I got what he was saying, but you kind of like ah, kind of felt Mata could have finished that fight. Now, not to say that Lowry wasn't tough as Lowry was tough as a motherfucker. But I, I just if Motto had varied his attack, I think he could have finished it. But it was still a good performance, so yeah, Motto gets the contract. And um Levy for sure. <laughs> Levy looked straight up. So you know what I mean? You kind of felt, yeah, ob- obviously Levy's getting a contract. Um and uh Yeah. I I I I was glad that Dana thought that Manoush won that round, that fight too, because that was just a weird decision in the main event. Really was. Um and again, Souza he was so easy to take down. So easy to take down that uh yeah, I I, 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 I wouldn't have given him a contract either, so Free contracts this week and I felt they all made sense, you know? So another fun week of fights. So next week, week 10, that's it. That's it. But oh shit, we got some uh good fights. Sherrod Blackwood is fighting, so looking forward to that one. Uh so yeah, people. who Next Tuesday, that's where it's at, you know what I mean. I have to say, this card, man, it has definitely had its ups and downs, like, you know what I mean, the main event was meant to be Islam Makachev's, you know, breakthrough, his first main event, also, Rafael Del Sanios, he's coming back down to uh, the lightweight division, you know, there were some great fights on this card. And, uh, yeah, a lot got scrapped. You know what I mean? Things went a little crazy, uh, just due to stuff. But, oh man, we still get a great, a great card. You know, um... Yeah, it's just a shame that, you know, like Brian Barberina had to go for emergency surgery. You know, Makichev is off. And he had to miss Khabib's last fight to um yeah, get into training for this, which now he can't do. But people, people. Whoo! Paul the dragon felder. Oh my days. Five days notice He is stepping in Which is incredible Incredible So yeah, we get You know, a great card Still get a great card And it starts off With the prelim Heavyweight clash Between uh, Rock Martin and Duntel Maze Alright, so uh, You know Martin, he, he uh, he's fifteen, eight and two. He lost his UFC debut, which was on Fight Island. Um, yeah, it was to the debuting Alexander Romanov, who uh, we saw last weekend do his thing. You know what I mean with that forearm choke. So uh, you know what I mean. Listen, Romanov is a beast. So the fact Martin and I believe like this was on short. He stepped in on short notice as well. So this time he gets a full camp, and he gets to go against uh, Maze. So um, before that loss, he'd won his first, his last two fights. Um, risen twenty one to Hideki Sikin. And deep ninety three to Sergio Mizagoki. Uh, yeah, he's he's very good with the ground and pound. He's got heavy hands. You know, he he wins a lot of fights like that. He's also got um uh, a few submission wins. You know, so he's he's well rounded. You know, he's well rounded. And he is going up against Kong tell Mays, who is seven and four. He's got two losses, right? Uh, you know, he, he's two UFC fights, right? So he debuted against Cyril Gann, who I mean that's a tough fight, right? And um then he went up against Rodrigo Nasamento. Which again, another tough fight We know that Mays has definitely got character Like, he's been on the Contender Series three times Right, he lost in 2017 to Alan Chowder. Right, he came back 2018 Got a win over Michael Seep And he then came back in 2019 and um got another win over Ricardo Purcell so he's definitely got that drive and tenacity you know he um yeah he's got a a f- good few stoppages, you know good few stoppages for sure so um yeah he, he's tough. He's also got a win over, um, yeah, Kamara Usman's brother. Yeah, back in, um, gosh, back a few fights, man. You know what I mean? They, those two got it on, and, um, yeah, he got the win. I mean, um, yeah. I think, ooh, they were both very early in their career, but um, yeah, Mays has definitely got promise, I think, I think Martins might be a tough one though, because Martins has got ground as well, you know what I mean, so yeah, I, I think, because they both got heavy hands, But, yeah, Martins has just got that ground thing. That's how he lost to uh, Cyril Gann and Nascimento. So, yeah, I think Martin gets the uh, win in uh, this one. Right? So, we then drop to the bantamweight division. We got Tony Gravely against Geraldo De Freitas. All right? So... Um <clears throat> yeah, Gravely is nineteen and six. He's coming off a loss in his uh last fight, which was his UFC debut, right? And um he came off to contender series. So uh yeah, he got a win over Ray Rodriguez, um, ground and pound in the third round, and that was August last year So his fight against Brett Johns You know, was January This year That was, I think that was Hmm No, I don't think Alright, so, yeah That was his last fight Now, outside of the UFC Yeah, he's got stoppage. He's got a lot of stoppages You know, like I would say he's last. Whew. I mean, since 2018, he hasn't, like, none of his fights have been decisions. You know what I mean? So hey, that says a lot, right? So he has got, um, yeah, just stoppages. I think mean, one rear naked choke. But uh, yeah, everything else mainly stoppages, you know, um, he's got some, uh, you know, submissions early, early in his career, but yeah, it's mainly hands, it would seem, so he's going up against Esperanto, you know, the he is 12 and 5, he's also coming off a loss in his last fight, um, which was against Chris Gutamages. It was a split decision. Uh and that was his second UFC bout. You know, that fight was August last year. So probably the same time um Gravely was on the contender series. Round about then. All right, so um yeah, outside of UC, well he's got yeah, he's got stoppages, he's also got a lot, a lot of submissions Hmm, I mean that might be the difference, that very well might be the difference So, um, yeah, I'm gonna say the Freitas gets it done all right, so now we drop to the ladies strawweight division. We have got Randa Marcos who is stepping in on short notice for Lavina Souza, right against Kan Kanako Morata. Okay, which um, yeah. I mean, um, this is definitely gonna be a fun fight, man You know, I think Marcus, you know, she's um, You know, quiet storm She's 10-9-1 Coming off two losses Right, but When you look at those You know, it's Amanda Rebas And Mackenzie Dern So, uh, both... Extremely tough fights. You know what I mean? Extremely tough fights. Um she won against Ashley Yoda in um October last year, you know? Um yeah, yeah I mean Marcus her, she is like win lose win lose. That is kind of the thing. So this is the first time. She had back to back losses, but I think we know she's tough. She just yeah, I don't think she always hits her potential. Which is just just a kind of a shame, really. Because we've seen glimpses of how good she is. Right? But um, yeah. Now, Kanko, she's 11-1 on a seven-fight win streak. I mean, so this will be her UFC debut, you know. Um, yeah, she's just very good, you know. Very good indeed. She had a win. Well, she gave her the sole loss, really, to Emily Ducat who is just blazing it in Invicta at the moment and will be fighting for their strawweight title at Invicta 43, right? And so she got a, I mean, it was a split decision, but she got a win there. So it does show the caliber, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, she went, un- you know, she had, what, Two fights in Invicta. Won both of those. You know, she's very good with the submissions. Has uh, a couple of Van Flukes. You know. She's got a uh, anaconda. Yeah, she knows her way around the mat, it would seem. Hmm. I mean, Marcos. She, you know, she does... Like to take it down to the ground, and um, that could be problematic. I'm gonna say that Kanako is able to get it. I think it goes to the ground and she pulls off a sub. You know, which is definitely a shave, man. Like ah, uh, yo, I don't really want to see Marcos go. You know, I mean, free fights. Um. F- Without uh, a win, but yeah, I think um Cananko will be able to uh, do her thing. Okay, so then we are back in the Bantamweight division, and we got Luis Smoker against Jose Alberto Quinteres. Um so Smoker the last samurai. He's sixteen and seven. He's coming off a loss. Which was um yeah, against Casey Kenny. Um yeah, so that fight was I was in May, right? Yeah, that fight was in May. Okay, so um you know I mean, smoker is tough, right? He um yeah, he, he can win in a few different ways. He's got submissions, you know. He's um yeah, he, he's got a few stoppages on the record, you know. Um this is his second stint in the UFC. So um you know, he 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 got cut in twenty seven, but yeah, he made his way back In 2018 You know Um, So yeah he's just been um, I mean it's been win loss win loss Right But He has shown A I think an evolution in his Styles and ability So you know Schmoker isn't someone that you can sleep on Now He is going up against El Teyco Right, who is 8 and 4, but he is also coming off a loss, and um, yeah, so that was the um, whew, just that blitz he received from Sean O'Malley at UFC 248 Adesanya v. Romero. So, um, yeah, that was. I mean, I don't think anyone expected that fight to go, like, as quick and crazy as that. But, um, you know, Quinteros, he's... uh, Yeah, I mean, he grinds out those wins. I mean, a lot of these wins are, um, you know, decision, right? He came to UFC via the... Latin American version of the ultimate fighter, um, you know, he, he, he's not a walkover, right, I do think, though, he he does, he is susceptible to a submission, right, and, um, yeah, that's Smoker's wheelhouse, so I, I, I think Smoker is gonna be able to, uh, Get it done here, you know. Uh, so, people, that takes us to um, the welterweight division, right? Our, our first of two welterweight clashes. And we got Alex Morono against Reese McKee, right? So, the great white is 17 and 6 with one no contest. He is coming off a loss which was actually to one of our co main events, yeah. So it was against Chaos Williams in February this year, right? So that was at UFC 247, um, Jones v. Rays, and uh, yeah, that was I mean, that was a quick, crazy ass fight, um, but Morono. Yeah, you know he he's got hmm like a few submissions, right? Mainly earlier on in his career, um, and he's got some stoppages as well. Again, mainly earlier on in the career, right? And the last. W- his last one was against Zach Otto. But, um, yeah, I think most these fights are going to be going to a decision. He's going to ground you out. But he's going up against Skeletor, right, who is 10-3-1. He is coming off a loss, which, I mean, it's a loss he does uh, not really want, right? So he went up against... Um, Kamzak Chimoev on Fight Island and was blitzed, right, that was his UFC debut, so he was coming to the UFC via Cage Warriors, where he was their uh, welterweight champion, so yeah, he was riding high, and yeah, then he got taken out, right, so he's gonna want to, uh, yeah, You know, reinvent himself Right, show That he's a tough son of a bitch Right, and Since those last three wins Were all stoppages You know Two with punches, one by guillotine So Listen McKee is tough Right, and He is It's not really going to a decision With McKee, he is Finishing you in some way, um, yeah. I I think you know the fact he's got such a good submission game. He's got heavy hands, and he wants. Yeah, you know I mean, he wants to get rid of that bad taste in the mouth from that Chimave loss. I think McKee is coming out guns a blazing. I think he's gonna get the win you know, he's, he's gonna wanna die in there, you know, so he's gonna get that win, I feel, so then we come to the main event of the prelims, and we got Ashley Yoda against Miranda Granger, so, you know, the spider monkey. I mean Yoda has got a fun nickname, right? She's seven and six. She's coming off a couple of losses, right? So, um, yeah. I mean, they've like she lost to Lavina Souza, which I think Yoda did have her moments in that fight, right? So that was at UFC 252. Mayocic, are we call me a three so that was in august and then before that she had a split decision loss to ronda marcos so that was october last year um she's a grinder right she is a grinder you know um came via the contender series right um but she she's going up against danger Granger, right? And, um, yeah. So this will be, um, Granger's third UFC fight, right? Um, she won her first one against Hannah Goldie, but then she came up against Amanda Lemos and, um, yeah, got caught in a rear naked. So that fight was, um, December last year, right? She has got, Man, she's got good submissions, you know, a whole chunk of submissions, um, got a, you know, a couple of, you know, punches, but yeah, mainly, she's a submission artist, hmm, I mean, um, yeah, it's a tough one, man, this is a tough one, because Yoda Yoda isn't, you know, shabby on the map You know, and especially Yoda She's a, a good camp You know, so God damn, this is a tough friggin This is a tough fight to call Um, I think I'm gonna go Yoda You know, I think Yoda really Really wants this fight You know, she needs this fight and you you think like Yoda's also, you know, she's gone up against some tough people. Angela Hill, Mackenzie Dern, Amanda Cooper, you know, Marcos, Souza. You know what I mean? She she's been in there with some tough ladies. And um yeah, she she hasn't. Yeah, you know I mean, she hasn't looked terrible. You know, so yeah, I think Yoda is going to dig deep and she's going to get it done But I think that's going to be a fun fight It's definitely going to be a fun fight Because Granger is not a pushover You know what I mean? So, um, hey, that, that's a great way to lead us into the main card, people So, yeah, there we go Okay, so we're starting the main event With a... Cool, it's a catchweight fight, right? So it's uh, one hundred ninety five pounds, and you know what, that's fair. Okay, so both are middleweights, but it is a very fast turnaround, really for both. So Brendan Allen was meant to fight last week against Ian Hynish, but Hynish, he um tested positive for COVID, so um yeah, the, you know Allen. Ah, they tried to reschedule, but Alan, he, um, what was it, hmm, I think it was on unfiltered, or Anakin Flora, maybe, but he spoke about the situation, no, it was unfiltered, right, and, yeah, the dates didn't work out, because they clashed with his daughter's birthday, and then his mum's birthday, which, you know, you understand, but he's able then to turn it around and get a fight this week against... Friggin' Tarzan himself Sean Strickland So hey This, this is interesting man So um, all in Right He is 15 and 3 On a 7 fight win streak You know what I mean um, And look We we saw his last fight His last fight against Carl Dukas That was whew, That was a friggin war Really was a war man um. Yeah, he kind of walked through Tom Breeze. The Kevin Holland fight was fun. Kevin Holland fight was fun. Um, you know, Holland has talked about that fight, right? It, it was a good. It was a good win. Um. But yeah, he's had some good wins of late, right? So um, yeah, it, it's an interesting situation. Like, he's good on the ground. You know, he, he's got those um stoppages as well. So yeah, Alan is a legit he's a legit fright, a fight fright. Well it might be a fright for some people, but yeah, he's a legit contender. Um and yeah, Tarzan, he's 21 and 3 on a two-fight win streak, right, and we saw him just dominate Jack Marshman um, on Halloween, <laughs> you know what I mean, so just a couple of weeks ago, right, um, before that, he would beat Nordin Taleb, but that was two years ago. You know what I mean? So yeah, he he'd been out for a while, injuries and whatnot. But he came back and he looked sharp. So I can understand why he wants to turn it around so quickly. You know, just because he'd missed so much time, but um, yeah, Strickland, he's, you know, he he's got submissions. I mean, nothing recently, but he has and he can stop a fight i mean yeah i a lot of the most recent ones maybe not so but you know like we've seen a lot from strickland this is going to be tough though this is going to be tough and i think it might come down to if you know, like, if you can keep the fight standing but I, I, I think Alan might have the advantage on the ground So, mm, I mean, it's a tough one It really is a tough one Um, I might go with Alan for now Right, I think it just I think a lot of it will come on What they look like on the scales But as of this moment I think I'm gonna take Allen Because I feel the fight will go to the ground At some point, you know So we then Yo, we got another middleweight fight We got Antonio Araro Against Eric Anders which is a fun fight, right, so, um, Arroyo, he is a 9-3, and three. he's coming off a loss in his last fight, right, so that was his UFC debut, um, against Andre Munez, um, and that was November last year, right, so, um, he came to the UFC via the Contender Series, um, yeah and look he he had that was his second shot so he won against De- Diego Hen- Henrique in 2018 that was a decision and then he got another shot against Steven Regman in 2019 and he won arm triangle so um yeah got the shot um unfortunately got he didn't win that but it was a decision, no. But um, yeah, he's man, He's got submissions. Um, he's got TKOs as well. You know what I mean? So well rounded for sure. You know what I mean? Um, now your boy, he's thirteen and five. Right, he's coming off a loss as well. In his last fight, which also, that was a decision um, That was Christoph Jocko uh, And that was in May Right, that was in May um, Before that, he's got a win over Jared Marshot, Which was October last year And uh, Vicenzo Miora. Before that um which was in June I mean Anders, he definitely keeps busy you know what I mean he's definitely up for you're know, in the call he, he's taken a, a lot of uh, short notice fights uh which you' gotta give it up you know, you know what I mean for him with that situation um and I think from you know, I mean just being so active we have seen him Like develop and grow So I mean there's been a lot of decisions He he has got um Like submissions And he has definitely got stoppages You know what I mean um, You know what I think I think the fact that he's been so busy And he's fought this year, so he's used to um, the feel of it all, right? Because he fought in the Apex in May, so yeah, I'm going to say that Anders is able to get the win. I think it's going to be a close tight fight, but yeah, I'm going to say Anders, you know what I mean? He gets the win here. Uh, so uh, that will take us people to um a strawweight clash, right? So we got Kay Hansen against Corey McKenna, who won a contract on the Contender Series um before the Fight Island break. Okay, so K she is seven and three she's on a four fight win streak right so um yeah she um came into the UFC and it was kind of a short notice fight uh, she fought Yu Fei. so both former invicta fighters and um yeah she came in in June and she looked very good very good, so she won by arm, so triangle armbar, man, it was, it was, oh, man, it was a great submission, and she has looked very impressive, you know, very impressive, always looking better, you know what I mean, the next fight, so, um, you know, she's won by uh, decision a good few times, You know, and she's ground out a victory. She's got some ground and pound wins earlier on in her career as well. So, um, yeah, Hanson, she is uh, dangerous. Now, she is going up against a hobbit. (laughs) Corey, little Corey McKenna, who is 5-1. She's on a free fight win streak. Um Yeah so we last saw her With a pretty Dominant performance over Vanessa uh Dupemois So that was in August And before that She had a You know couple of Wins in 2019 In Cage Warriors Both stoppages Right Um Yeah, I mean, she's got a couple of, like, hmm, I don't know, one submission, one, like, TKO Hmm, I mean, she does look tough, looks good wrestling, all of that She has got short arms yeah, you know I mean? like I mean, that's the that's the big disadvantage I would say for uh, McKenna. You know, when um you're looking at stuff, right? It it's that. Like her reach is 58 and a half, right? Yeah, 58 and a half and Hansen is 63. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, couple that, right? Couple that with um, just Hanson's submissions and just the aggression, right? And she's got sharp boxing, but I mean the difference with Dupont was she throws a lot of loopy shots. So that's why I've kind of felt McKenna was able to catch her and kind of just yet yeah, dominate in that fashion. But you go up against someone with straight shots, good boxing, or with that reach, it's gonna be tricky. It's gonna be tricky. Um so yeah, I, I think McKenna is tough, but I think Hansen. Gets the win, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, so we then you know, we've got a few middleweight fights on this card, right? So we've got Julian Marquez against Sapperberg Safaroff, um, and you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis, we haven't seen him for a while, he's seven and two. He's coming off a loss in his last fight, which was against Alessio De Cherio Um and yet, yeah, it was July 2018, right? So it was um, uh it was fight week. It was um ugh. you know, in July you've got the you said the big, you know what I mean? Uh, I forget what it's called, but International Fight Week. Jesus Christ, Kevin. Whew. But yeah, because it was ah uh, the final of the Ultimate Fighter season twenty seven. That was the last time we saw him. It was a split decision, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean before that, like he stops fights. Right, so he beat Darren Stewart And we've seen, you know what I mean Stewart just be on A roll of late But he beat him front choke Right Um, I was in 2017 and You know, he, he came to UFC via the Ultimate Fighter Sorry, the Contender Series Where he beat Phil Hawes You know what I mean He beat Phil Hawes um so yeah, you know, he, he can stop her fight. He's he's got you know good striking and all of that. So yeah. Old Cuban missile, he he can get it done. But you know, Sapuroff, he's no joke either. He's nine and three, but he's coming off a loss in his last fight as well. Um that was against Rodifero Vieira, who is a beast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh that fight was March this year. So he hasn't been out as long as Marquez. Um you know, he's um Hmm, he, he you know he's got submissions. He has got TKO wins I mean um, More like mm. His last win was March 2019 Right So before that he'd lost a couple And he'd been out for a while Right so you know, before that, he won in 2016. So there's a lot of gaps. But that does make it better for Marquez because, you know, he's been out for a while. But, um, yeah, I'd say that Safarov, he, he can be caught in a submission. You know what I mean? That's how he's lost his... Um, you know, a, a couple of his last fights So mm, I, I I think I mean, of is tough for sure I think Marquez gets him With a submission though I think he can I think that's how A, a good way for Marquez To grab a victory there So then we go into our co-main event We've got Abdul Razak Al- Al-Hazan Against Chaos Williams And that's at welterweight people So uh, You know, Judo Thunder He is 10-2 and two, um, Coming off a loss in his last Fight Which was against Monia Lezez So that was on Fight Island And That fight I mean Lazez kind of dominated that fight Because you saw Al Hazan like come out with all fury. He was looking to you know what I mean, blast Le Zen, but he couldn't take him out. And Le Zen just man, he you know what I mean, he survived and then he was able to counter really well. And he looked really sharp You know, just l- getting off some great combinations And everything like that And as I say, Alhazen did gas You know, so that was a I feel that was a wake up call You know, because you think before that fight Right, everything else They basically being first round finishes You know And then his other loss, right, which was against Amar Akmenadov, that also went to a decision. You know, so when it's, when he wins, it's real quick, it's over fast. Now, the Akhmedov loss was a split, but yeah, I think that that is a big thing with him. That he likes to win And he likes to get you out quick Right And if he doesn't It might not go his way Now I think he probably has learned something From the Lizard's fight Right But he's going up against Chaos Williams You know what I mean So the Ox fighter is 10 and 1 Coming on a seven-fight win streak, which is, whoo, impressive. So um, yeah, as we mentioned before in the prelims, he um he beat Alex Morano. You know that was in his last fight. That was February, um, and that was his UFC debut. You know before that. Now he's he you know he's got TKOs. He's got you know he's got a submission as well. He you know but he's got decisions, which is you know I think that's important because he he can go the full different distance. He can only you know, do that fifteen and get the victory, so that that's saying. You I know mean, his stamina can hold up Right, which is a big thing with Which we've seen with Al-Hazan So I'm going to say that You know, Williams is able to survive the barrage And um, get the fight done But also, you know what I mean He's got heavy hands as well He can stop a fight early too so uh, yeah, we will we will see. You know what I mean? Because uh, there definitely could be fireworks here. So uh, yeah, it is. It, it's, it's looking like it will be a fun fight. And that people takes us to the main event. It's the lightweight clash, <sighs> Rafael De Santos against Paul Felder. And listen, we we mentioned at the top... That Felder took this fight on five days notice. Now... Remember, people... There have been a gang of times... And they've moved the co-event up. Right? And it's been three rounds. Nah. And we've also seen... Fighters take late note. You know what I mean? That that late notice slot and gone. All right, I take it. It's got to be three rounds though. That motherfucker, Paul Felder, he's like, nah, son, I'll do the five. Paul Felder is a straight up G. You know what I mean? <laughs> he is a red headed Irish. Gee, so we gotta give it out to Paul Felder for that. For real, right? So let's look at this. RDA, he is 29 and 13. So he's coming off a couple of losses, right? Which um, you know, Michael Chiesa and Leon Edwards, those last two fights. And he did pretty much get controlled in those fights, right? Which, I mean, they were at welterweight. You know, if we think about it, you know what I mean? This, this is RDA's return to the lightweight division. And he's been fighting at, uh, at welterweight since... Since that Tony Ferguson fight Back in 2016 November 2016 So I think Tarek Safadine Onwards Was welterweight So that was what June 2017 You know And he won those first three fights Safadine Magni and then Robbie Lawler Right He then went up against Colby Covington And then Kamar Usman lost those both of those are two wrestlers right two elite wrestlers he he beat kevin lee but then he went up against leon edwards who has got real good control good striking and he's good with the pressure now look in england we don't have wrestling you are know, in, in, in schools and whatnot So we're definitely at a disadvantage on the wrestling front But Edwards, he does bring that pressure And then Chiesa, he's got that wrestling Right, so we've seen RDA you know, he, he does kind of falter when there is that oppressive pressure RDA, you know what I mean? He's the ch- former lightweight champion. You know what I mean? He's the former champion. So he is a tough son of a bitch. You know, we, we saw him take out Anthony Pettis. Yeah. You know, and, and he was extremely impressive. You know? Like, he, he he went on a roll, definitely went on a roll, and he's been doing it in the UFC for a long ass time. Right? He came in November 2008, right? Lost those first two fights, you know, Jeremy Stevens and then Tyson Griffin. But he then, you know, got some real good form, Rob Emerson. Kyle Bradley. Terry Ettem, You know. he, he, he Went uh, a little right. Clay Guida. But then beat George Stofanophilus. Lost to guys and Tebow. But then went on a huge ass streak. You know. Lost to Khabib. Then went on the next huge streak. Won the belt. So you know what I mean. He has done it. He has been there. He has fought Everyone. You know, he's won via stoppage, he's won via submission. RDA is a beast. And he's come back down to lightweight to, you know what I mean? Reinvigorate those fires and get a title again. And, you know what I mean? Props to RDA for taking the short notice. And not really caring who the fuck he fought, He was calling out anyone So yeah RDA ain't no joke Now The Irish dragon He is 17 and 5 Coming off a loss in his last fight Which was a split decision to Dan Hooker In February And to be fair I thought he won that fight You know what I mean? I thought he won that fight. So yeah, that's a, it was a tough one. And remember, he had come off the back of a war with Edson Barbosa as well. So you know what I mean he's been in wars of late, right? He, he, he he's a gritty son of a bitch. Felder is, you know what I mean, he got a split decision, a loss to Mike Perry, where he broke his arm, I believe in the first round, you know what I mean, that's fucking Paul Felder, I think he was one of the last people to beat Charles Oliveira, Paul Felder is a tough son of a bitch, and he will grind the fuck out of you, you know what I mean? He's won plenty of fights via stoppage He's got some submissions You know what I mean? He's got some submissions So, there is that Like, came to the UFC, made his debut in October 2014 For a win over Jason Sago Right? That's when he was, um, you know, running with Donald Cerrone And just being a crazy son of a bitch But uh, yeah I mean Felder has shown that he is a beast I mean he's a beast He's a warrior And he's got pressure He has got that suffocating pressure That RDA does struggle with So this is interesting, this is an interesting fight, and you know what, I'm going to say that Paul Felder gets it done Yeah, I'm going to say Paul Felder, Um, you know what I mean, like, he, he knows how to go to war he knows how to go to war. He knows how to grid it out and get the win. And I think that's what he's gonna need. And I think he gets it done. So you know right. we have got some great fights on this card, people. We really do. I am so looking forward to um these fights. You know what I mean? So many good fights. So uh, yeah. There you go people There you go What a card Okay people So we draw to a close On another episode Um not that much Fight news today I mean it's Wednesday Right I am sure There will be more stuff Cropping up tomorrow And Friday But as it is There are two things that are kind of floating around right now. So, um, word came the other day that the Poirier McGregor rematch was a go. You know, it was set for the 23rd of April, April, 23rd of January, right? It would take place on Fight Island, right? Um, Now, that isn't quite correct So Dana White came out and said Poirier had signed his contract But they had only just sent McGregor his So they're just waiting for that to be signed And then it would be official Now with all the comments McGregor has been putting out I am sure that he will be signing his but until that happens, it's not quite official. You know what I mean? And um this is an interesting fight that will be, you know, what I mean, set for the 13th of February. Macy Barber is making her return, and she's gonna be going up against Alexa Grasso. So hey, that is a good fight. I mean. I'm always back in grass So you know what I mean But yo that's a good fight You know what I mean But people that is it We are done for another episode Yeah we'll be back On Friday To uh, Talk about All the crazy shit That is currently happening So yeah See you on Friday people Bye bye